Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Hey there, the holidays are here. So it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the A to Z Guide to Stress-Free Leadership, she's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership, your host, Holly Duckworth. Life gives us the opportunity to do so many cool and exciting things and meet so many amazing people. And very few of us take the time to really think about our obituary. What do we want people to say to us after we're gone? I am so excited to bring to you, our listeners today, my friend Tom Morrison, Association Executive Extraordinaire, great speaker and author of the new book, The Dash, Making Sure Your Obituary Won't Suck. Mindfulness. On every show, Tom, we're always talking about you know, what's the definition of mindfulness and what does mindfulness mean to you? And as somebody who's written several books on creating an awesome life, I want to start out with that question to you. Welcome to the show. What's your definition of mindfulness and what does mindfulness mean to you? Well, Holly, thank you so much for having me today. Um, mindfulness is kind of an internal passion of mine and how I approach it, um, just because we're all seeking to have a quality of life that we, we looked at at 18. Remember, I can remember that day when you graduated from high school and we looked at our quality of life. We were going to be the best person, get the best job, have the best things, do the funnest stuff. And life just does not happen like that. And I think it happens for two reasons. One, I think we wing it. We don't have a plan for it. And the big word, when I think of mindfulness, I think of intentionality, that element of establishing where you want to be and how, and what are the intentional steps you have to make to make that happen. And some of that as you've said many times, is being present and being in the moment, but also taking a time to step back and allow the big part of your life, which, whether it's meditating or spiritualness or whatever, letting that kind of take shape. Because sometimes we should, there's times we need to run in and pioneer where we're going to There's other times we need to step back and just kind of let things around us settle out. And, what, and if it's meant to be, if it's, it's going to be meant to be. And so for me, mindfulness is really about being intentional, in the moment to where you want to be in life, but taking time to refuel, refresh, and revitalize yourself so you're, you're able to live in that moment as well. I love this definition of mindfulness. I've been interviewing people on the topic for, for months now and really researching this topic for years. And 
often that definition falls back to being present in the moment. And while you, that's a piece of it for you, this word intentionality is so key. Can you tell us your definition of intention? Because I even find that word sometimes people have different frames of what that means to them. What does in, intention mean to you? Well, intentionality to me, intention means, because I can remember the first 35 years of my life, it's the opposite of winging it. Winging it means you have no goals, you don't really know where you're going. You just pretty much, you're just running through life every day, putting out fires and not really going to any place. So it's kind of like getting in your car in Miami and saying, hey, we're going to just start driving. And you don't know where you're going to go. Now, sometimes that leads to a lot of good adventures, but most times it doesn't lead you to a high goal that you achieve and feel rewarded of. But intentionality means establishing that end goal, that end game. Where do I want to be 30 days from now, a year from now, two years from now? And then intentionally going back and having action steps that help you meet those goals. Because we've always heard from many speakers that the ability to meet goals and your dreams is about daily habits. And so intentionality means you wake up each day and you have a written set of uh, basic disciplines that you're going to do that day that's going to help you reach those goals as opposed to winging it. And plus it means I've seen people that want to reach financial goals, but in the last five years, they've never put a budget. They've never sat down and talked to a financial advisor. They've never been intentional in taking steps to meet those goals. For many of them, it's because they don't want to know how they're spending their money. <laughs> so so they, don't want to, they don't want to do a budget because they don't want to know how much they cannot spend. They've been intentional to try and find about how do I live within my means? Some people aren't intentional with their friends. Many people have friends around them that are dragging them down because they're not running the same direction they are. And I'm a big believer that if you're going to run a direction, everybody in, around you, including your family, needs to be running the same direction in terms of mindset, thoughtfulness, intentionality, goals. Because um, people that don't have the drive that you do and don't have, they have insecurities, they're going to pretty much try and cut your legs out, whether it's comments, talking down about you or talking to you in a way that um, doesn't make you want to succeed. So I think intentionality with your friends. So when I say intentionality, it means having a goal in every area of your life and an action plan of steps to actually pull them off. So you're not winging it. You're actually going to make, because imagine if you were in um, Miami, I go back to the driving. Imagine you're in Miami and you want to go to Seattle and you pull out your GPS and hit go. It gives you an exact path to get there. And if you fly that path, you're going to get there. If you don't, you may never get there. So I like to think of intention as your, your energy in motion. And Tom, as you know, I just recently launched the book that goes with this podcast, Everyday Mindfulness, From right. Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. And you have um, so generously contributed. So we want our listeners to know to get the book and find more of you. And your quote is on February 9th. And it's all about playing life all in. So my question Absolutely. for you. So my question for you is, how do you use your intention to inform your life? This isn't just something you talk about from a stage, but you actually live this stuff. How do you live your intentional practice or your mindfulness practice? Well, you know, it's kind of funny you ask that because when I was 35, is actually when I was 31, I went through my first, my first divorce. And I, can, I tell people I can remember sitting on the side of my bed of my mom's bed, my mom's spare bedroom, and I was 36 grand in credit card debt, just divorced. I'd lost my job two weeks prior. 
Um, my kids were moving in another six months to Jacksonville with my uh, first wife through her second marriage. And so my, my life was literally falling apart around me in the worst way. And people in that moment, they do one, they got, they got a choice to do one of two things. Many people jump off the cliff because I was sitting at the edge of the cliff. Many people were jumping off the, would jump off the cliff, or you could actually turn around and climb up the mountain and say, I want more for my life. And I'm, I'm going to not wing this thing because I was winging my life for my first 31 years. And I didn't really understand what it meant to be a man in this world and be a supporter, work hard. Um, my dad was a great guy, but I didn't have his role model. Wasn't a, 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 he was a hard worker, but he, he, he didn't have, he had just a 11th grade degree and all he played was music and his passion was music, but he didn't have anything once music stopped to move him forward. So I didn't have that role model of a hard worker to grow up and be that person that I wanted to be. And so I was sitting there trying to figure out what do I do? So I basically said, I got to take control of my life. I write about this in my book of how to become of your life and let the outside influences that can help you move forward, um, take over. And so in that moment, Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. I decided I was going to be the CEO of my life and be intentional about it. So I began to start um, setting goals. I set goals in four areas. One was career. One was relationships. One was health. And one was finances. And it wasn't big, big, huge goals. It was just intentional goals to help me move to where I wanted to be 12 months from now. And I worked backwards and said, what do I need to do in the next 30 days to start making that happen? And I, when I reached those that when I did those three things, what I got to do the next 30 days, because success in life is about 30 day intentional steps to getting towards your goals. And next thing I know, Lily Holly, within 90 days, I went from being a guy that was working at an insurance agency, making 22 grand a year to, I got my first CEO job in a trade association in Jackson in Jacksonville, Florida. It was absolutely crazy. Amazing how that happened. I'm sorry. It wasn't Jack. It was in Orlando. So I went from being, and I was making double my income at that point, which solved my credit card problems, my child support problems, and all the things financially I had. Um, so it, it, my intentionality to me is a mental mindset that you're going to move forward with action steps to get real about meeting your goals and the things that you want to do in life. Well, Tom, as always, thank you for sharing so authentically and generously from your experience and how you've used these tools. Again, this is about living the message. And we were, uh, have been talking and seeing a lot in the news right now, stress from everywhere, and it's impacting all those areas. You talked about career, relationship, health, and finances. Um, talk to us a little bit about uh, how your your book and your work helps people look at this this stress thing and create an intentional quality of life. Well, so there's a couple of elements going on here. So I find that I'm one of, you know me, Holly, I'm one of the most traveled and busiest people you could put your hand, you could, you could look at. I mean, I'm just, my calendar is crazy. I just got finished right before this. I just spoke to 400 people at a conference here in Nashville and ran right to an office to sit down and have this conversation with you. And that's kind of how my life runs. 
But people are stressed for one of three things day to day. Now, when someone passes as close to you, that stresses you out. And, 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 you know, someone leans in on you and says something you don't want that stress you out. But day to day, there's three reasons. People don't have enough money to do what they want to cover their bills or whatever. They don't have enough time to do everything they think they got to do, or they got negative people dragging them down in life. A fourth one I talk about is they're just stressed about what they see in their, their, their Facebook feed and on the news and stuff. So let's deal with the first three first. So, um, what I, people need to have a phenomenal time management skill. Most people are not taught how to deal with time management. I am not stressed over my time management because I have confidence in my time management system. I've, I've got literally a master's degree. I call it in time management to manage everything I got going on. So first you have to get confidence in your time management system. We won't go, that's a whole nother talk. So I won't go into that today, but when you have confidence in your time management, you wake up not stressed every day. You just wake up, do what's on your to-do list today. And when you get done today, Sometimes I have two things to do. Sometimes I have 10 things to do. But if I just do what I have on my calendar today, all the big things in my life I'm responsible for get taken care of. So I have confidence in that. So I don't live stress-free. I, I mean, I don't live stressful. I live stress-free. Now let's talk about money. Most people don't live within their means. Or if, they need, or if they need more money, they're not willing to do what it takes to make more money. So you have to have a confidence in your budgeting system, living within your means, confidence in your retirement planning, because you need to, re retirement just doesn't happen you have to, you know, if you want a million dollars to retire, you got to save towards that. Most people aren't on track for that. So that stresses them out. So that's why I tell people you need to meet with a financial advisor, have a budgeting system that helps you live within your means today to accomplish your goals, as well as saving for the future to save, to save for the time when you want to retire. So I have confidence in that money management system. And we're doing very well with that. And as far as people, I mean, I've got a circle in my, um, in my book, and it includes five types of people, your colleagues, and your industry, your family, your friends, your coworkers, and your customers. Those are the five people that have great influence around you 100% of the time. And there's a bigger circle with a little inner circle in between it. And then there's you in the middle. And I tell people, I don't care if you're my family, you do not have the right to treat me with um, disrespect. You should treat me with human decency all the time. If you want to be in my inner circle, I want to run with people who are running the same direction with diversity of thought. And that doesn't mean I only choose people that think like me. But day to day, if you want to run in my circle, there's respect, human decency, and we're all trying to achieve some of the same goals in life, just different ways. But if you're not in, if, but if you're treating me with disrespect, you're negative. Uh, those people sit out on the outside of the circle. That means that doesn't mean I ignore them. I still have a drink with them. I still talk to them, but they're not going to have any great influence in my life. So to walk past that stress, great money management skills. Anybody can have that. I'm telling you, anybody, you just got to learn it and have discipline great time management skills and be surrounded with people that are positive and pushing you towards something in your life that rewards you and makes you feel achieved. Now, real quick, let's talk about the last I talk about that everybody thinks we live in this toxic world. One of the two big things I try and help people understand and when they're looking at how do I myself remain positive in this crazy world is because I realized that since George Washington was president, we've never had a, we've never had a unified country. There's always been half of the, the country that was not in agreement with the current president in any, any administration. So this isn't anything new that we're seeing. It's just, it's, it's volatile because of the social media that we see and, and, and so much is in our face. And everybody thinks that we live in the most toxic environment with all kinds of different social issues and maybe the economy. Well, that's not true because if you go watch um, the history channels, documentaries of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they have these decade long documentaries. If you, if you watch those, you will figure out that in the 50s and 60s, 
they were so much more toxic than we were today. We just didn't know about it because we didn't have any social media and 22 channels of news on telling us about it. So when you, when you know all that, you can lay back and sit back and relax and say, you know what, we're going to move past this too. We just got to move through it together. So that's how I bring stress-free life into my life in those four areas is to just really have a bigger picture and have good skill sets that help me manage, manage money, time, and the people around me. Because those are the three big stressors in everybody's life on a day-to-day -day basis. So we're going to let go of stress by becoming more confident, more disciplined, and really look at these four areas of our life and set some intentionality around that. Um, your first book, Tom, is called How to Get People to Screen Your Name and Beg for More. Um, talk to us a little bit about what our readers and listeners can learn in that book, because I think it's demonstrated in your life. So, and how to get people to scream your name and beg for more. It's a book really about how to live your life in a world where all these people are coming through your life every day. And so many people let people just blend in and blend out. They never really connect and get to know them and, and each other. Because in life, you can, your network is what's the most powerful resource you have to help you in your career and your finances and just about anything. And so people want to be connected with people that, that, are, that are kind of in the same world there as we talked earlier. But here's what I know about people. Most people don't have a secure confidence about themselves. So I tell people, before you can get other people to scream your name in a confident way, you need to be able to scream your own name. You need to have confidence in who you are. I, I usually tell people, your three rules of thumb. You're in control of your circumstances more than you think. It's never as bad as you think. And you, and, you're, and you have more ability than you think to make those circumstances better. And you need to reach out and leverage people that are around you. So once you're able to scream your own name because you have confidence in yourself and you believe in yourself, now you go out and you start living amongst people. And what you want is you want to find people who want to scream your name, not scream at you. I tell people in life, people are either screaming for you or they're screaming at you. And the people screaming at you are the ones that are bringing negativity in your life and not allowing you to proceed at your, your dreams and goals in life. So um, that's a big thing in my first book that I really talk about is how to live your life in a way that people want to scream your name. Even people that don't know you, I've gotten people that I've said, how did you find me to speak at your conference? And they said, well, a friend of mine knew a person that saw you at another conference, and they said, this guy, you got to see him speak. He lives his life in a way that you just really want to understand. And so that's what I mean about people screaming your name. Some people scream your name that you don't even know, and it leads to business, it leads to friendships, it leads to fun adventure. Um, so that's what I talk about in my first book is about how to, scream, how to get people to scream your name and beg for more. So screaming your name, it makes me get this visual image of my headstone, of the obituary. And to, you know, today we wanted to talk also about the dash, making sure your obituary won't suck. And you have lived many great grand adventures. And then in this book, you're kind of helping us look at the intentionality for our life. And you do it through the lens of an obituary. So Tell me, Tom, what should I do now so that I can look at that headstone and know that when people gather around it, they're screaming my name from a good, positive, exciting place? So the real focus of the book to create that dash moment, in my opinion, is I talk about it early on in the book. I had a, um, I, a little short story. I was at a conference with a guy in, 19, uh, um, in 19, let's see, 1992. I was my first CEO job. And he's, I had to share a room with him in order to get to this conference because they were sold out. He's 72, and he's looking at me, and we spent a couple of days together. 
to a friend that invited me to the conference. And he looked at me and he says, Tom, are you open? We were about to get ready to go and get in our beds. He said, Tom, are you open to some feedback? I'm like, sure. He said, you, you're 32. You look like a guy that wants to have a great life. Can I give you some feedback? I'm like, absolutely. He said, you look at my health, Tom. When I was younger, I was going to work as hard as I could to make as much money. So when I had the time, I'd be able to spend that money having fun. And he says, I'm now 72. And you can see I've got all the money in the world. I'm retired, but my health does not allow me the opportunity to do anything I really wanted to do. And he said one magical sentence that made my life change. He said, when people ask you to do anything fun or adventurous, if you have time and money, don't ever say no, ever. And I have lived, and you've seen that, Holly. You've seen me from afar. You've been in some of those moments at the conferences where when people say, Tom, do you want to do this? I ask myself two questions. Do I have time and money? If the answer is yes, the answer is always yes. Now, that's led to some pretty magical and amazing and sometimes um, close to going to jail moments, you know, not literally, but, you know, it's, you're on the edge of the mountain having a good time. Um, but my life has been one that I've been excited about because when people ask me to do stuff like that, I always say yes, because I find a lot of people when they're asked to do fun and energetic things that can really be enthusiastic for them and actually refuel their life, they say no. They go sit on the couch, they sit around and they say, well, when I'm working less, when I have another child, when I have this, when I have that, I'll do it. And it's like, why are you waiting? Why not do it today? Because you have the time, you have the money, sitting on the couch or doing nothing is not gonna, it's not gonna build your life at all. So that's what the dash is all about, is living your life in a way that when you have the money to do it, you have the time to do it. So when people ask you, are you in, your next answer is I'm all in. So Tom, thank you so much to saying yes um, to all the areas you show up in life, saying yes to letting these books come through you and, and be shared, saying yes to be on the show. If people want to get more of you, where can they go to access your books, your speaking, your coaching, and learning more about how to uh, make sure their obituary doesn't suck? So they can go out to my website at tommorrison.biz. It talks to me about, uh, it talks to you about, there's videos on there. It talks to you about my speaking, but more so it gives you links to my two books. One of the key uh, resources that um, I will real quick share is if, if you go to the dashbook.com, that's my book site for the dash. It's just the dashbook.com. And when it pops up, you'll see a little icon that says your personal GDP. And you click that. And what that is is a link to a spreadsheet it's a very cool resource that it has a, it's a spreadsheet that has the 12 areas that I say everybody needs to plan for and do well in life to get the quality of life they want. And it has space where you can put the date that you're going to do the ratings and you rate yourself from one to 10 in each of those areas. And at the bottom, it automatically calculates your average, what your, what I call your personal GDP. And what I, and what I, what's funny is when people get through that, it's like, how do I manage my money? How do I manage my time? What people am I surrounded with? And my, um, how well do I persevere in life? How well am I changing my attitude? So it's all these things. And at the bottom, and here's what I'm amazed at, Holly, is I see so many people, their average GDP is a 5.9 out of 10. And my first question is, do you want to just be known to living a 5.9 life? And they look at me and say, no, Tom, I do not. But this was the first time I ever looked at that in the face and knew what was not right with my life. So that's just a side note is that if you want to do that, and so there's a, there's a column for, for you to do, I recommend people do it every quarter sit down over a glass of wine. If you have a spouse or a partner, sit down and talk about how you deal in these areas with them to see if, to make sure you can increase yourself and make the quality of life that you want to have. Cause as for me, what it's all about Holly 
fun, work hard, save for the future and have a quality of life that you just can dig in and say, you know what, every day at the end of the day, my life was amazing. Awesome. Tom, well, thank you so much for sharing so generously, so much value on the show. Listeners, I know if you're working out, you're grocery shopping, don't worry, we will have those links for you in the show notes so you can go back and get this personal GDP form. Now, Tom, I got one more question for you. As yes. we talked about, so life is stressful for some people. Right now, it's overwhelming. Um, this show is a tool to help people live mindfully, intentionally in the moment. So from your perspective, Tom, what does the world need now to move forward from a place of mindful living? I know you've got a great answer for this. What does the world need to move forward now? You know, I, I, I think to move forward, people need to just realize that we're all different and that we need to respect. It's like back in the 70s and 80s, we all got along because we knew we were different in thought, but we, it wasn't pushing our face every day and we respected that we were different. I think to move forward, we gotta realize that we're really looking for four things. We're looking for people that have a hell of an attitude. This is what I, what I really push my office staff and people around me. I wanna be around people that have a hell of an attitude that have, um, it's called hope, hell of an attitude, optimism, passion, and energy. And in that, we can even be dynamically different in thought, but we have that in common that can help us move forward because it's only the, the diversity in thought that help us grow and move forward and stronger as a nation, as a, as a community, as friends. So I think if we can start there to just treat people with human decency, have respect for our differences, and actually sometimes how it just boils down to having a beer and loosen up and enjoying life together and laughing with each other instead of nagging at each other. Well, Tom, I love that acronym, HOPE. Have a hell of a good attitude, some optimism, passion, and energy. Thank you so much for sharing your hope with us on the show. I hope you'll come back and see us again. And just remember, as you move throughout your day, that mindful matters, and so do you. Look forward to seeing you on another episode. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.